Mode. Good afternoon. I'd like to welcome you to this special meeting of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and call the meeting to order. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Thank you, Chairman. Supervisor Chukri? Here. Supervisor Gates? Here. Supervisor Hickman? Here. Supervisor Gallardo? Here. Chairman Sellers? Here. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Clerk. <clears throat> Okay, we are here under some bizarre circumstances to discuss responding to an unfortunate letter from the president of the Arizona State Senate. Think about that for a minute. I really don't want to comment on the particulars of her assertions as much as to say they are a symptom of the problem. Today is May 17th, 2021. This board has work to do to keep up with our incredible economic and population growth. We actually solve problems, not create them. But we're here to discuss a letter from the president of our state Senate asking the board to explain itself. This board is done explaining anything to these people who are playing investigator with our constituents, ballots, and equipment paid for with real people's tax dollars. People's ballots and money are not make-believe. It's time to be done with this craziness and get on with our county's critical business. So let me start by thanking the other elected officials who are here today, Recorder Richard, Sheriff Penzone, Assessor Cook, Superintendent Watson, and Treasurer Allen. Okay, I wanna keep this part of the circus as short as possible. We will be reviewing a response to the state Senate president's attempt at legitimizing a grift disguised as an audit. One should be more concerned about what this exercise is costing us in time and money and why the ninjas can't even find files that were already given to them by Maricopa County. They can't find the files because they don't know what they're doing. And we wouldn't be asked to do this on the job training if qualified auditors had been hired to do this work. I will call upon Recorder Richard to present a summary of our response and then ask each of my colleagues to share their thoughts on this item. Recorder Richard, thank you for coming today. We look forward to your input. <clears throat> Okay, that's about right, right? Good, good, all right. Stephen Richard, Maricopa County Recorder. Mr. Chairman, fellow supervisors, 
forgive me. A lot of this is going to be reading. We've had a few things going on lately, and we have an election tomorrow, so I haven't had a chance to put it all to memory, so I apologize for that. So the purpose of my being here is to give a high-level overview of our response to Senator Fan's May 12th letter. Our written response will be accompanied by a technical report, and both will be made public. But a few prefatory marks, if I may. As you all know, I ran on the goal of making the Maricopa County Recorder's Office boring again. To that end, I have not given a single interview prior to Friday since taking office. I'd instead been focusing on the administrative and managerial aspects of the job, responsibilities that I truly love. But I am human. We all have our limits. Since taking office, I've enlisted legal counsel multiple times to defend myself from outlandish criminal accusations. I have been accused of shredding ballots tabulated in an election that I didn't run, run by my predecessor, my political opponent. I have been accused of inserting fake ballots delivered from a South Korean plane. The claims have even been indulged by the Senate Majority Whip. More recently, I have been accused of deleting entire databases, even though I participated in the transference of all databases to the Senate, have seen them with my own eyes, and even though I still have access to the current fully functional voting database. It is enough. I didn't want to get involved. I wanted to sit quietly on the sidelines, but it is enough. I am now the leader of an office of 160 full-time employees, and I am tired of hearing them defamed and ridiculed. They are good people. They are hardworking people. They are people of integrity. They are my friends. Of course, it's a bit rich of me to stand up here in front of you all and, and tell you about how this is, this is untenable. You all have been subjected to six months of harassment. Supervisor Hickman has even been accused of feeding ballots to hundreds of thousands of chickens at his farm and then purposefully incinerating them. Why? Because you all had the audacity to co-run the 2020 election. A bit of history. In March 2016, we had a major election mishap. In August 2018, we had a major election mishap. In 2019, Arizona's, Arizonans clamored for the involvement of the Board of Supervisors. This was particularly loud from the Arizona Republican Party and from Arizona Republicans. So you did it, and you did it well, and you did it in the face of a global pandemic. You, the former recorder, the recorder's office, and the elections department should be applauded. But you haven't been, and that brings me to today's letter. The latest letter from Senator Fan is broken into three parts with various subparts. I'll go through the various parts and provide our general answer. And you, you did it in the face responses will be supplemented and detailed in two written reports that will be made public. In part one, the election has asked us to provide one additional password that would allow access to the Dominion software source code. We do not have that password. It is not needed to run any of our operations. It is not needed to run tomorrow's elections. This is like how you can run Microsoft Windows on your computer without having access to Microsoft Windows source code. When we conducted our audit in February, Dominion gave the passwords directly to the two certified election companies who used it to conduct their reviews. Dominion only gives its password to certified election companies. Again, we do not have that password. 
Also in part one, Senator Fan asked for the county to remove and deliver all of the county's routers. We do not know why Cyber Ninjas would need the routers as they have no election information. They have not provided a specific reason. What we do know is that removing the routers would cost the county approximately $6 million and severely disrupt county operations. It would also jeopardize protected information such as individual health records that the county maintains. It would also put in jeopardy county law enforcement officers. Sheriff Penzone has said that this is a firm line in the sand for him. He will not jeopardize the lives of his county officers over this issue. All of this risk seems grossly disproportionate to a benefit that has yet to be defined by the cyber ninjas. The county will not give over the routers. Part two of Senator Fan's letter shows a complete detachment from the audit process and its lack of knowledge about elections procedures. The technical details are spelled out in our two letters. The first subpart says that the county has no chain of custody in delivering the items to the Senate. That's a bit mind boggling because we have a signed letter from the Senate audits liaison, Ken Bennett, signing off on the chain of custody and saying that everything was safely delivered. The second subpart says that the ballots were unprotected because they were in bags that were not sealed. But those bags were inside the boxes, the boxes that were indeed sealed. The third part subpart says that the ballots in the boxes are not divided by separators. That is not required by law, and they are indeed separated not by physical dividers, but by tabulation sheets, all of which are in the boxes. The fourth subpart asks about the storage of ballots at MIGTEC. When ballots are transferred from a polling location, they are placed in containers with tamper-proof seals and transferred by bipartisan teams. When they are placed in the vault at MIGTEC, they are put in boxes that are sealed in tape. The vault is in a secure room in the middle of MIGTEC that has 24-hour cameras and can only be accessed by three individuals. The fifth subpart claims that the transmission slips do not match the number of ballots. This is the result of enlisting auditors who have no experience or background in elections and failing how to read elections, failing to understand how to read election transmission slips. We have outlined the proper process in our two letters. Turning to part three. Part three of the letter was first shared with us via Twitter. That tweet accused my office of unlawfully deleting computer files needed for the Cyber Ninjas audit. This remains the pinned tweet on the audit's Twitter page. I reached out directly to Senator Fan regarding this tweet. Sorry, Tom. I asked if she really wanted to accuse me of breaking the law. She responded that she has no control over the audit's Twitter account or what they are saying. I told her that's not how a principal agent relationship works. I would argue that this is an inappropriate delegation of the Senate's authority to conduct this audit over to a private company over which the Senate has apparently zero control. As for the files themselves, every file the Senate has asked for is there. No files from the 2020 elections have been deleted. We deleted zero, zero election files. I have confirmed this with all members of the team and a more thorough explanation is provided in our written response. A final word, the audit has been done most of its recruiting through the grassroots Republican Party. 
As such, many of the people participating in the audit are my friends. They are good people, people who likely want to help our democracy. I hope they will remain my friends. I'll say the same of Senate Audit Liaison Ken Bennett. He is a good man who I believe approaches with good intentions. But they are led by the Cyber Ninjas, a company nobody has ever heard of, with a CEO who has indulged even the craziest election conspiracy theories involving Hugo Chavez. Cyber Ninjas Ooh, likely won't zero help. election experience prior to this year, and they are joined by other companies with zero election experience prior to this year. This is what happens when you put good people behind bad leaders. It's a disaster. Thank you. Thank you, Recorder Richard. Any questions for the recorder from our board? Okay. Is there a motion on this item? Uh, yes, Mr. Chair. I would make a motion that we uh, accept uh, this letter that has been presented to us as a board and uh, would like to make a comment. Okay. We have a motion. Second, Mr. Chairman. And a second. Okay, Mr. Vice Chair Gates. Thank you so much, Mr. Chair. And I just want to start by saying thank you to Mr. Richard. Thank you for walking us through this. But more importantly, thank you for your leadership. You had nothing to do with the election in 2020. It would have been easy for you to have thrown a lot of people under the bus and said, we're going to do better next time. But you didn't. And if that isn't a profile in courage, I don't know what is. If that isn't leadership of your team, I don't know what is. So thank you. But again, I think this is a this is a theme that we see at Maricopa County. That's why I consider myself so fortunate to be here, because this is a group that chooses to do what's right, not what's easy. We've seen that time and time again. We go back a couple years to the elections challenges that Mr. Richer was talking about, and it would have been easy for this Republican-dominated Board of Supervisors to have thrown the Democrat reporter, Adrian Fontes, under the bus and blamed everything on him. That's what a lot of Republicans wanted us to do. But instead, we worked with him in 2019 to create a new bipartisan election system in Maricopa County. And why did we do that? Because we knew that the eyes of America and, frankly, the world were going to be on this county. We knew that the election might come down to this county. Again, we didn't do the easy thing, but we did what was right. And then fast forward to 2020, when Clint Hickman was our chairman, it would have been easy for him and the rest of this board to say, as people were raising these uh, various theories that, you know what, we're not sure what happened here. Uh, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to pass the ball on this. We're, we're not going to stand up. But instead, he sent a letter out and he sent a message to this whole board and to this county and to this country that the people of the elections department, that the people of the Maricopa County Recorder's Office had done a good job with this election. And then when we came together as a board in this room to certify the election, we didn't just check the box and say, we approve this. We spent hours in here asking questions of Ray Valenzuela, of Scott Jarrett, the two gentlemen who led this election. We asked all the questions that we had been uh, asked by our constituents, and we were satisfied that this 
was a fair election. It had been uh, conducted accurately. But then when the election was over, there were still people asking questions. And so we responded to that. And uh, we agreed to conduct two audits from independent voting laboratories. But that wasn't enough for members, certain members of the Arizona State Senate. They came to us and they demanded the elections machines and they demanded the ballots. And again, quite frankly, the easy thing for us, especially our, the four Republicans here, would have been to just turn them over, say it's not our problem. But we had concerns. We had concerns that we did not have the legal authority to do this. So we went to court to get direction from a judge. But that wasn't enough for the Arizona Senate either. They pushed and pushed to the point that they held a vote to hold all of us in contempt and possibly jail us. And we know through that process that there are multiple members of the Senate who wanted to see us behind bars and they can deny it, but that is the fact. Even though we told them we're going to court, we're getting direction, we will respect the decision of the court. Again, we didn't do the easy thing, we did what was right. And now fast forward to today. The, we respected the decision of the court, the bat, we, our elections team, sent the ballots over there, sent the election equipment over there, and we have allowed that process to move forward. But as Mr. Richer said, enough is enough. This organization, this county, the employees of Maricopa County have been, they have questioned our integrity. And Mr. Richard just did a wonderful job of responding to point by point. We have never done what was easy, but we have done what is right. And now we've reached another point. We were commanded to appear on Tuesday in front of a few people, not a committee, the Senate Judiciary Chair, the Senate President, and Ken Bennett. And I agree, Ken Bennett is a good man, but he's not a member of the Arizona Senate. And this board was going to be part of a political theater broadcast on live stream by OAN. And the Arizona Senate is better than that. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is better than that. We're not going to be a part of that. And now they know, now everyone knows we have responded. And so where do we go from here? Well, my hope is now we can bring the heat down. We can bring the accusations down and we can again, start to focus on the issues that matter. We're doing that here in Maricopa County. We just voted on a budget this morning, a budget that takes care of the needs of this county, that puts more funds towards pension, uh, retiring our pension debt, and provides some tax relief to the people of Maricopa County. That's what we're focused on. And I hope that we see that same kind of focus from the Arizona Senate. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Vice Chair. Supervisor Gallardo. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. And um, first and foremost, let me uh, uh, say thank you to my four colleagues sitting here to my right here, um, have been just gentlemen through this whole process. Also wanna thank 
uh, County Recorder Richards, uh, Sheriff Penzone, uh, Superintendent Watson and Treasurer Allen for uh, uh, standing uh, with the Board of Supervisors and the County and doing what is right. Uh, as uh, Supervisor Gates indicated, uh, the County and the Board could have uh, taken the easy, quick, dirty way out and just we're, we're not going to uh, oh, county assessor. I'm sorry. I, I see the county assessor as well. Um, we could have taken the easy way out and, and just turned everything over and disregard the chain of custody, disregard the, the, the confidentiality of voters and and uh, and just uh, kind of threw a whole democracy um, to the curb. But we didn't. We stood up for what was right. We stood up for what uh, I believe was uh, was uh, about voter integrity and the and the election credibility and that's what we did unfortunately you have a few folks at the legislature being led by president fan who uh, has honestly has really been a huge disappointment um i come here not only as a supervisor but uh previously a state senator and a former member of the maricopa county elections department um the comments that have been made by President Fan and some of her her own colleagues uh, have just been very disappointing. The attacks made on our election system, the attacks made on our hardworking elections officials, are just outrageous. Uh, I've been one of those elected official elections officials, working very hard, long hours, uh, doing everything we can to be able to provide uh, a day of, of of voting, a day of an election to be able to allow the voters across Maricopa County, regardless of party affiliation, the ability to exercise the most fundamental right they have, the right to vote, to be able to make sure you have a process that is fair and has uh, equal access to the ballot box. That has all been under attack over the last six months. It's hard to believe, Mr. Chairman, that it has been six months, 195 days to, to this day, 195 days since November 3rd, and we're still talking about this. We're still hearing the same accusations, the same conspiracy uh, theories, the same uh, unfounded uh, comments uh, continue to be thrown at. And they're making new ones as, as we go along. It seems like it just never stops. Unfortunately, Karen Fan has allowed this to happen. The idea that she would say that she has no control over the Twitter account, it just shows failed leadership there in the Senate. To be, to be able to be attacked by folks that she has, has hired herself contractors that work for her just shows a lack of leadership and a disappointment. She has rented out and let the Senate go and be in the hands of outside consultants that have no idea how elections are conducted, have no idea about the importance of, of uh, the, uh, the protection of the ballots in our elections system. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, she has not only disappointed me, but disappointed people across the state of Arizona, I believe. She has let the Senate uh, be controlled by outside forces instead of standing up and being a real president of the Senate and doing what's right. I was a, I was a former member there at the Arizona State Senate. I've worked with many uh, different presidents and different committees chairs, and I have never seen anything like this, never. We, we may disagree on a lot of issues and we may have uh, different discussions and arguments over policy issues. But the one thing that the Senate has always agreed on 
And that is about the importance of our elections, the importance of our democracy, and doing everything we can to protect it. Uh, that has been thrown out the window with uh, President Fan. She has allowed these outside organizations to drift around the Coliseum, fundraise off the off the uh, the audit, and allow citizens. I believe good citizens are there trying to do the right thing, but you have outside organizations that are fundraising and and putting accusations and making false statements, and she's allowed this to happen. Uh, it's unfortunate. And I would hope that the members of the Senate take notice of it and ask uh, Senate President Fan to stop this audit. Uh, to my hardworking elections officials that have worked over a year, year and a half to put on one day of voting, thank you for the work that they have done. They have been scrutinized, they've been criticized. Their, their work has been called into question these are hardworking folks that have pulled off three remarkable elections in the middle of a pandemic. Some of the highest voter turnout we've ever had, and they pulled off in a remarkable election that should be commended and congratulated by the Arizona State Senate. The fact is this, folks, the election wasn't in question until a couple of days after the final vote count. That's when all of a sudden, whoa, there might be problems. We don't like who won the election. So let's call into question. Let's start rumors and unfounded statements and conspiracies. Let's throw these out there. Let's do everything we can to undermine the will of the voter, undermine our democracy. Let's do everything we can. No one, I believe for myself, never thought it would last this long. 195 days, we're still talking about it. Six months later. And I don't see this ending, Mr. Chairman, unfortunately. Because you have some folks right now that are in control of the Arizona State Senate, and it is not elected members of the body. These are outside forces that control the Senate. And President Fan does not have the political courage, the wisdom to be able to stop it. She has gone along with it. She has now put out a, a letter that is offensive to everybody uh, here in Maricopa County, particularly the hardworking men and women there in the Elections Department. They have uh, cast uh, continued doubts over our election system. They continue to now claim that we committed an illegal act, or some folks here in the county committed an illegal act with no proof, no founding state or uh, facts. They continue to make these types of accusations. Mr. Chairman, I am delighted to be able to support this motion, delighted to add my name to this letter, and I would hope that Senate President Fan steps up uh, shows some political courage, pushes back, gets rid of these contractors that have no business at the Coliseum. Mr. Chairman, this is interesting. Later on, later on, I'm going to be speaking at a handful of graduations right there at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. We talk about the chain of custody. We got 6,000 students that are there, them and their family members that are going down to the Coliseum and just a few yards away from our ballots and our machines. Is that ballot security? I say not. We protected the chain of custody. We have always done it. Unfortunately, the Senate has decided to ignore federal law, ignore state law, and do what they want with outside contractors. Mr. Chairman, once again, I am honored to sign this letter and support the motion. Thank you, Supervisor Gardo. Supervisor Chukri. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And, and I would ask the indulgence of, of you and my colleagues because I think history is important. Uh, and Mr. Richard touched on, on some of this history. Uh, 
But I want to go back to uh, 2011, 2012, when I decided to run for this office. And I did so uh, because there was disarray in Maricopa County. You could pull up the headlines and you would see a county attorney trying to jail some county supervisors. You would see uh, supervisors stirring the pot unnecessarily. There was infighting. Everything but county business was happening. And I thought we could do better. I had no intention of running, and, and I did, and obviously was successful. And then the past eight years, we have, we have marched forward uh, to bring about the promise that I saw back in 2012 that Maricopa County could be and would be. Uh, the promise of having the ability now to hire and fire at will in Maricopa County like the private sector. The promise of bringing an overarching business mindset to government just like we did this morning on the budget we adopted per mr gates's comments uh, that's great that's something to celebrate and you will know that as it relates to this audit as it relates to the issue that mr richard touched on and that was that a few years back uh, our colleague who's no longer is here with us uh, mr barney said why are we operating an apparatus called an elections department like we did in 1955? Meaning that the authority this board had to do election day activities to look in function with elections was really archaic to when this county was just 300,000 people. <laughs> Today we're just under 5 million people. And so we didn't just shoehorn a solution in. We took time and many chairmanships to get us to where we are uh, to 2019 when, when Mr. Richard so eloquently said what we were able to accomplish with a very robust and talented elections office department and team. As part of that transformation, I was a big believer that as a fiscal conservative, I would spend what is necessary to protect one's right to vote. And when we saw questions about tabulators, we saw questions about what, what happened, even from my mother, who's told me to stop quoting your age when I would use her, reference her, calling me and saying, sweetheart, what, what's going on? Is my vote really counting? And my mom's not a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Um, but the reality is there was doubt cast. So I supported an audit. I supported cooperating with the Senate. What I didn't support is a mockery. And that's what this has become. You see literally every elected office in Maricopa County, countywide to our supervisorial districts in this auditorium today. Some have no context or no relationship to elections. But they're here today because they believe in Maricopa County and what it represents. They believe and see what I saw in 2011, 2012 when I ran for this office. They don't believe in wrongdoing and criminal activity by any of us. They don't believe what is occurring just a few miles away is really truly an audit. And for those folks who are so quick to go on Twitter, to call my cell phone on Easter Sunday, to lob death threats because 
they firmly believe this election didn't turn out the way they'd like to see it or that they thought somehow corruption was there. I would I would ask you respectfully to read this 13-page letter that is very accurately pointing out why the assertions made earlier by these auditors in the state Senate are false and wrong. Take the time to do that because you're hurting your own credibility by just lobbying on and, go, and, and going along with the greater folks who, who believe in this. I'll end with this, Mr. Chairman. Uh, public office doesn't complete me. This is an honor to be able to serve my district, District 2. Uh, but at the same time, people have to understand that we're doing what we think is right. We're doing what we think could be the positive difference that not only makes our state stronger, but Maricopa, Crown, Kent Maricopa County stronger and to grab and embrace the promise of tomorrow. And that's what I wanna start focusing on are the other multitude of issues that are facing my, my constituents in my district. And I think with this letter, Mr. Chairman, I think, and I firmly believe it does set us on that path forward, that we are not going to have a knee jerk reaction to every time an auditor asks for A, B or C or to have a pencil sharpened. They need to figure this out and conduct their audit. We have too much to do. And you see the people in this auditorium today that will agree. So I appreciate you bringing us together. I appreciate the comments of my colleagues. I certainly appreciate the, the countywide electeds that are here uh, today supporting us. We thank you. We stand together. And let's move forward uh, together. And I think hopefully put this audit behind us. Thank you, Supervisor Jupiter. Well said. Supervisor Hickman. Mr. Chairman, I hope uh, you're kind of coming to me last because I was in that role that you're sitting in uh, for the for the previous year um, when this was going on. And my chairman's address, as I've mentioned before, my chairman's address uh, did not. It said three different ways to Sunday. We're going to have three elections to run in my chairmanship, presidential preference election, uh, the primary election and the general election. And we're going to learn things and we're going to work hard. Uh, this is the world's fastest uh, chairman's address, I think. I still hold the record because I knew we had some central things that we had to do uh, outside of the furthering the goals of, of the growth of, of not only the county, the West Valley, but what a, what a wonderful region. Um, so little did I think um, when I sent a letter out saying tone down the political rhetoric and... Um, it created death threats and 90 people showing up to my house on a Sunday night saying I was not doing the oath of my office. And that was anything but I was luckily appointed after the turbulence um, of the county for I was appointed by this man had a hand. Uh, Steve Chukri had a vote uh, to put me on a board with three other people that served with high honor, integrity and character. And that is the reason why I decided to step totally out of our, our very public business and uh, hopefully do public service for the greater good of, the, of this county. And I still, to this day, uh, say this is the central tenant of why I have this job, is public service to, to the fourth largest county of the United States and one that is growing by leaps and bounds, fastest growing of all these years. So um, that I've been on this board. Uh, elections. Elections, I've always been uh, brought up that there are Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Green, uh, you name it, that 
that take these roles and volunteer to work. Uh, I was, it was an abhorrent situation watching uh, those nights following election night when they were trying to count the vote and people were protesting in the car, between the cars in a parking lot of where my mother uh, could have been at 10 o'clock at night. Um, so this has been um, just an absolute um, unfortunate, unfortunate time, but I have an unwavering belief. I think that you've seen that in my statements all the way through this. I have unwavering belief that our elections department, um, early voting, day of voting, everybody in the elections, the recorder's office did a phenomenal job because as chairman, I was asking them to. In my chairman's address, the word pandemic and COVID-19 of January before last was not mentioned in my chairman's address. I'm going to go back a little bit in time also to show uh, some publicly elected offici officials that did the right thing. Uh, County Recorder Fontes on the presidential primary, if you may remember, it seems like light years ago, uh, felt that he was going to be able to protect the public health of Maricopa constituency by sending out uh, ballots for the presidential preference election and continued on that quest until Secretary of State, we the whole time were reminding him this that would be against the law. Then Secretary of State Hobbs placed a call to our own party member, Adrian Fontes, and said, you cannot do that. Then Attorney General Brnovich then also weighed in. And guess what? The ballots didn't get sent. We, we were able to learn from that. Then we learned several things uh, that occurred operationally in the, uh, the primary election. Thankfully, we learned that and put new, new steps in place. And we ran a fantastic general election during a pandemic. Our voters were safe. Their, their health was uh, kept safe on different steps and new things that we put in. Uh, Chairman, I mean, I'm sorry, Supervisor Chukri also mentioned, um, uh, you, you, I'm trying to think, you, you hit me with something. No, I was, you, you, you made mention of something that I thought was, was really important. It'll, it'll come to me, Steve, it'll come to me uh, just now. Um, during this, during this time, I want to, here's a, here's a central reason why we were invited. I've been invited, uh, before to the Senate, uh, Senate Judiciary Committee. I, I spent five and a half hours of my life uh, with, uh, record, um, not with the, the new recorder at that time, but Scott Jarrett, the day of elections, and, and Mr. Tom Liddy, uh, the county attorney's office, answering questions to that Judiciary Committee. Um, anything that they wanted to ask, we were there to answer. So I've done this. Now to find out, we get a letter, and we want to repeat this again on items that I can't even tell. They, the Senate or the Cyber Ninjas have all the material. We have copies, but they have all the material. We're trying to, at this with this letter, we're speculating that these are the, the questions that they have. I'm quite sure that there will be more questions tomorrow that they were going to ask, but these seem to be the most important ones. That's why they put it in letter form. So, um, Recorder Richer, thank you uh, for answering. Thank you for getting your team together. The county attorney's office, thank you for answering. Here's the other thing that I keep seeing routinely. 
the twisting and turning of phrases and words to satisfy one side's or the other's narrative. So let it be clear, none of us, zero, are afraid or are running or trying to cover something up. We are trying to do the best we can as publicly elected officials. We ran a bipartisan, fair election. That's every piece of evidence that I've ever seen put in front of us. We are operating on facts and evidence presented to this board. That's why we certified the vote. That's why we canvassed the vote. So everything that we saw, everything that was put in front of us, that's how we certified this vote and sent it on to the Attorney General, the Secretary of State, as well as the Governor to sign off on that. I could not be more specific in operating on facts and evidence and not on beliefs. We have a job to do. That's what we use to guide our decision and to guide our votes. So. Mr. Chairman, uh, thank you for your leadership all the way to this point. I would ask the Senate to complete an audit that I would be familiar with when it comes to running a business. We do animal husbandry audits. We do food safety audits all year long. And those auditors come in, take a look at what we have been doing, take a look at the evidence, and then quite possibly will then tell us maybe some things we should think of. Uh, to do better next time or new standards or procedures. That's what I'm used to. I'm used to getting a report so we can start working on it. This letter from the person that is signed off on this audit, just wanting us to go ahead and do their job for them is not the way you run an audit. Send us the report so we can look at it. If you find something anything that was against the law or against our statutory authority, I believe we will be ready to answer that in a court, especially when you are throwing around terms like spoilation of evidence. We'll see it in court. Please bring it at that point. We will be happy to look into it because that's what all this is about. So, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Supervisor. Uh, okay, we have a motion and a second. We need to vote. Madam Clerk, would you call the roll? Supervisor Chupley? Aye. Supervisor Gates? Aye. Supervisor Hickman? Aye. Supervisor Gallardo? Aye. Chairman Sellers? Aye. Okay, that motion passes unanimously. And I want to thank all of you for your thoughts and comments. Uh, hopefully this will clear up a lot of, of the concerns that anyone might still have had. Uh, certainly, you know, most of the questions we, we're being asked have been asked and answered numerous times. The information is out there. Uh, please look at the responses you got today. I think that uh, you will find that this county is doing an outstanding job, and I truly appreciate the fact that we are united as one Maricopa County. You will see all the names of electeds that are signing this letter 
on the letter. And when this meeting is over, each one of us will sign the letter. So as chairman of this board, I just want to make it clear. I will not be responding to any more requests from the sham process. Finish what you're calling an audit and be ready to defend your report in a court of law. We all look forward to it. We are adjourned. That's why I'm asking people to continue to follow CCD guidance, CDC guidelines. The PPP needed to open our schools and businesses. The JOPCA, so that we're, you know, LGBTQ people can shoot just as straight as anybody else. The N1H1 virus, as well as, there's more than one, one, you know, coronavirus. This, this, this COVID-9 is one strain of that. Supply of those N95 masks, excuse me, 96 masks, to serve as a director of the AFT. David knows the AFT well. PPPs, masks, gloves, all the sanitation. Every CBC and other, you name four outlets. Look, the promise of the Cures Act is that your average worker, to make sure we have enough PPP, those, those protective gear in the CBC parking lots and Walgreens parking lots, I forget the other one you mentioned. PPP, the mask and the gowns and all the gear. That's why I'm asking people to continue to follow CCD guidance, CDC guidelines. The PPP needed to open our schools and businesses. The JOPCA, so that we're, you know, LGBTQ people can shoot just as straight as anybody else. The N1H1 virus, as well as, there's more than one, one, you know, coronavirus. This, this, this COVID-9 is one strain of that. Supply of those N95 masks, excuse me, 96 masks, to serve as a director of the AFT. David knows the AFT well. PPPs, masks, gloves, all the sanitation. Every CBC and other, you name four outlets. Look, the promise of the Cures Act is that your average worker, to make sure we have enough PPP, those, those protective gear in the CBC parking lots and Walgreens parking lots, I forget the other one you mentioned. PPP, the mask and the gowns and all the gear. That's Okay, everybody, how's it going? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sea Report coming to you live on Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. It is a little bit of a rainy day here in Texas, but all things are go otherwise. And I thank you all for joining us. We are live on the Foxhole app, we are live on the Twitches, and we are live on the ScrewTube for as long as that may last. Um, so I'd like to thank you all for joining me today. Uh, did start a little bit early today because guess what? We had the Maricopa County uh, emergency meeting, which we just watched. If you guys were able to tune in, if you didn't get to see it, it's okay. It was a pretty long and boring. Uh, it was like 
an hour long. And, you know, I, I took my notes. So we'll talk about that in just a second. And, um, you know, and then also we have we had we also had in addition to that the press conference that these guys had. But anyways, I just want to welcome you all to the Sea Report. I hope you guys are having a great afternoon. And let me see here I can do. Uh, and and, you know, we'll just move along as possible. But before we get into today's show, I wanted to go ahead and do a little bit of a chat recap. Because, you know, that's how we like to do here at the Sea Report. Um, I wanted to think, okay, so the last one, uh, we were, you know, it's, we were having tech diffs. It's whatever. It's, it's, it's water off a duck's back. You know what I mean? That's just the way it goes sometimes. But I thank you all for hanging in there with me. And I appreciate the love and the positive vibes that you all sent. Monkey Toe 71, Cloud Watcher, Patriot Bird, DPS, Better Lately, Carrie Lake, Vic Giles, Liz Garcia, Love Warns, My Love, Shepherding Shepherd, Popcorn 17, The Speak It Easy, Tam Growl, Liberty Bells, and Tanya Kill. Thanks for hanging out. Um, and then let's go ahead. I do have some chat recap today. Uh, all positive energy to the stream. Monkey Toe 71, we could all use that positive energy. So thank you for sending it. You are the news now, says Better Lately. Well, I do appreciate that. But I don't know. There's a whole bunch of other news out there, too. Um, but props on that. Uh, Maricopa County speaking a bunch of words, says Carrie Lake. Yes. As you guys may have just seen. In the uh, the Maricopa County press, uh, what was it, uh, emergency meeting, they were just speaking a bunch of words. I mean, they're clearly in fear. They're clearly terrorized by their own doings. Or, or maybe it's because it's the doings of those whom they are uh, 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 doing the bidding of. You know, what is thy bidding, thy, my master? That's exactly. And now it's like, uh, probably the master was like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll never have to worry about it. No one will ever, ever, you know, say anything and we'll get away with this clean as a whistle. And now they're like, hoo, hoo, hoo. we are like uh, a bunch of eggs sitting in the boiler here, uh, getting our insides turned into uh, something more palatable. Um, let's see what else that we have here. Uh, DPS says, I honestly believe there are a lot of attacks on the server for the Internet. I believe that. You know what? Maricopa County, they have a lot of attacks on their servers, too. And the foxhole does too, but we're working that out and we're squaring away what that is exactly. So I ain't worried about it. Uh, Monkey Toe says, people telling the truth seem unhinged to those who lie all the damn time. And you know what? Ain't that the truth, Monkey Toes? Like, whenever people lie, I mean, and you know, I'll never forget one day. And, and I mean, it's not because like, oh, I was a liar. You know, I don't, I don't prefer to walk that route. I like to say, I only speak the truth. But, um... I remember one day standing in a, a, a bathroom stall <laughs> and um, there was a sign above the stall that said something to the effect of, I only tell the truth because there's not so much to remember like when you lie. It was something like that. I just totally messed up. But basically the whole thing was when you tell lies, you have to remember a lot of things. And me, one thing goes in and then one thing falls out. So... <laughs> I just, I can't work like that. You know, I just can't. Anyways, okay, enough about that. Um, evil is trying hard to disappear us, says Shepherding Shepherd. And yes, unfortunately, that does happen sometimes. But as long as we press on and we carry our truth inside, we will prevail. Uh, to which Shepherding Shepherd added, 
We the people must demand new government. The military is the only way we have been infiltrated. And I totally agree with that. And I totally agree that at this point, the military may be the only way. After all, they were like the last line of defense that we would have against this entire coup and this entire takeover that happened in real time on TV in front of everybody. Everyone saw it. I mean, you can't unscrew the minds of like 80 million people plus the world who saw what was going on. Um, and I would have to say that, yes, the military was the only way. But the military is also infiltrated, and I think all of us taking that step back, as well as President Trump and his administration and the storm that was standing behind him, um, taking that step back, they were able to hone in on exactly who inside the military was the infiltrator. Because don't forget, we have a rogue group of um, generals who are, what, retired now? who are running this whole thing from behind. Now, I don't have all the proof to tell you guys that that is a fact, but what I can tell you is, I'll start serving up some soup later on. Oh wait, I mean sauce. I'll start serving up some sauce in just a bit. So anyways, um, we'll see how that goes as it goes, but you know, it goes as it goes. So let's see what else we got here. I got the circle of death when I refresh, says Lovewarns, should be a circle of tacos. And you know what, Miss Lovewarns, I would take a circle of tacos any day of the week. Mr. C, thanks for coming by last night, even though I bombed my intro, Zoom call and outro. Speak uneasy, speak nothing of it, speak uneasy. You had a fabulous show. You did great with your uh, your guest, Dennis, your longtime friend. It was, it was a great show to watch. I enjoyed it through and through. And we all work through technical difficulties. And that's just something that happens in this industry, especially with wonky technology the way it is these days. You never know. I mean, someday uh, a rain cloud might come over you and it cuts off everything. And then other days, everything is peachy keen. So I would not worry about it speaking easy. I just say, keep doing what you're doing and everything will work its way out in the end. Um, all I know, I actually recognize some of those thumbnails, says Liberty Bells. Um, Liberty Bells is talking about one of the videos that I played. It was on ScrewTube. And then uh, you know how it shows you like all those recommended things. Well, yeah, Liberty Bells. Yeah, I guess if you recognize some of those, we must be on the same wavelength somewhere. So that's kind of cool. I all And then the next one was, holy headgear. That's no way to accessorize. Better lately. I definitely appreciate that. As you can see, <laughs> I took your advice. Um, I would borrow your cowboy hat, though. If you would lend it to me, I would wear it. Like, let me find, like, a maroon, well-pressed suit. Maybe it's made of wool or maybe it's made of corduroy. No, not corduroy. That's not Texan. But I would definitely wear that hat, you know. And uh, even though I know your spurs don't jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> I, I mean, all of Ted Cruz, it's just a funny joke. It's an inside joke. Okay, it's nothing personal. <laughs> Because Ted Cruz is Canadian. That's the only reason why I say his spurs don't jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> but the man is doing a good job for our country, and he's redeeming himself from that, uh, being Canadian, I mean. But no, <laughs> don't take it anyway, I promise you. And then let's see here. Uh, we must insist all tabulators, Wi-Fi, cables, Dominion machines, or any election machines be removed going forward, and cameras run 24-7, run throughout and that was from popcorn 17 and i would definitely agree with you popcorn 17 that is definitely something that should be the case because after all um, um i think with everything that's coming out right now 
your wish might just come true. Paper ballots only, says Monkey Toe 71. I'm right there with you. Like, paper ballots only. That's the way to go. Because we need paper trails, guys. We need paper trails. Um, and then finally, Better Lately says, no Cuomo, yo. <laughs> um, um, somebody uh, is going to have to give me a forensic breakdown of what that means at some point. Because... I don't like Cuomo either. Anyway, so that's about all there is to say about that. Okay, guys. So, all right. Let's go ahead and hop into the show. Um, and let's see where today takes us. Okay. So, uh, let's see. What do I got here? Let me stop being distracted with myself. Okay. So, we're going to jump straight into Maricopa County. Because, again, we had we had the, um, the uh, emergency meeting that these lads had. Uh, then we had a press conference. And then today, probably about an hour ago, or maybe now, Texas time, they're, they're supposed to be at this Senate meeting where, you know, the Maricopa County people go to the Senate meeting and they answer those questions. You might, uh, you might have noticed if you were watching that emergency meeting that they did not address these questions at all. You know, the questions of why the seals were broken, the questions of why the routers are not being allowed and uh, why the data has been deleted. You know, so those are some of the things that they're looking at that they, they just need some advice on why things went that way. And um, indeed, it would be you know, kind of nice if they did hand it to them. But uh, either rate, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I see BOS and I think BS right away. Like my mind takes the O out of the equation <laughs> and it's like Maricopa County Board of Bullshit. Sorry, guys, pardon the language. But um, so you hear you have all of them coming around to kind of like, I mean, they're at a point where they have to speak out, like they have to say something, because after all, what you have going on here is these guys are probably, they're, they're the pawns, they're the menials, they're the ones who are disposable, and now they have to come into the limelight. Now they have to step up because obviously they are not doing the jobs uh, or I should say their masters are not doing the job that they had promised of them, which probably was you just do this for us and we'll protect you. And that's just not the way that it went. So here we have the Maricopa, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors having this emergency meeting, which I might add, it was televised, right? It was televised on YouTube. It was televised on their website. Uh, but as I'll show you later, it's already been scrubbed from their website. Like it's not there. So um, here you had Bill Gates. He's saying things like uh, they want to jail us. They possibly want to jail us and, and that they need to turn the heat down. Now that's something that they said throughout this entire process, like turn the heat down, turn the heat down. We don't want you to audit the uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Maricopa County 2020 election because they've already found so much fraud. What have they found? They found that, uh, you know, the ballots were not sealed. They found that the people from Maricopa County who are supposed to be running the elections, they don't even have access to the administration passwords for the machines, which is a big thing. And then Dominion does not even want to hand it over, right? We know about that. And then what else do they have? They have all of the data that was erased 10 days before this audit took place. And yet here you have them saying this is a crap show, that this is just a clown show, but they don't even want to answer the questions. That's something that we should think about, y'all, because this is happening right 
now. And of course, I know you guys know that this is happening, but um, well, I mean, it's happening and they're squirming in their seats. Like they are so scared. You could tell just by the way that they were talking. Um, you also had what in this regards you had them. Oh, there was this one guy that said that the state Senate, the Republicans are disregarding the chain of custody. Come on guy. What are you talking about? Like you are disregarding the chain of custody. Y'all guys don't even want to hand that. They don't even have the chain of custody. It's gone. Just like Georgia. Poof. It's vanished. So like, what are they, what are we supposed to think about that as onlookers who are seeing this happening? What are we supposed to think about that? You know, then we also have, um, what is this here? Uh, they are talking about, uh, again, um, that they had questions and that they were making up things. Like, they're like, we answered your questions and here you are making up all these conspiracy theories about the routers, about broken seals. They did not even want to answer those questions. And one of them even went so far as to say, oh, well, um, we're not going to, basically it was like, we're not going to dignify that with the response, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then there's this one man who was talking about, you have this audit going on when we have this, this, this festival going on. So obviously because the festival is happening, we shouldn't be paying attention to the audit, right? Well, that's what I say to you people. And you, pipe, you guys probably well understand this. It's a literal psyop. Why do I say that? Because clearly, if you have an audit that's serious going on, and then Maricopa County decides to set up a festival, it's 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 open game. Like they're easy to say. We have a crazy days festival here. We have a crazy days audit going on over here. It's an optical illusion. It's an optical psyop. It's like meant for people to say, "Oh, there's a festival there, so we're not going to take anything that goes serious on those festival grounds." Yeah, it's it's kind of retarded. Not to uh, yeah, it's uh, retarded. They sound very desperate at this point. Um. One of them was saying that they're twisting and turning their words. I don't understand how they're twisting and turning their words when they can't even answer a question. They can't even answer three questions. They can't answer nothing. So it just it absolutely makes no sense. Um, and, and it's clear that they are very afraid and that they are the ones who are trying to cover up something. And by the way, sir, the, name, the word is spoliation, not spoilation. Uh, and that is when you erase information that is otherwise subpoenaed. And uh, so they're the ones who are guilty of this crime. And uh, yeah. So anyways, welcome to the Mr. C show. No, just kidding. Welcome to welcome. Welcome to the C report. Now um, that was just hot on the heels of what we just witnessed. I threw in that Biden gaffes moment just to lighten up the room because that was a long a long process to, to see these guys squirming for so much. But do you know what that means? You know what that brings us to, everyone? That brings us to, oh, wait, not that picture. Here's the picture I was looking for. <laughs> that brings us to, uh, um, um, to President Trump and, you know, how he leads us here. Actually, you know what? That was the right picture. My bad. Let me put him back on the screen. Now, this is when President Trump was speaking at the United Nations. He basically laid into them a couple of times. It was all good. It was all fun. But uh, here we go on this. Um, the reason why I put this here is because President Trump will be speaking at the North Carolina GOP convention 
coming up on Saturday, June 5th. So mark your calendars because obviously if we can't be there, we're going to hope and pray that there's some live feed so we can check it out. Uh, but yes, he'll be headlining next month's North Carolina Republican Party Convention in Greenville or Grenville, or however you pronounce that if you're on that side of the Dixie line, the Mason-Dixie line. Um, and so just so you guys know, that's coming up. We'll be looking forward to hearing a speech from our president, Donald Trump, number 45, and see what he has to say. A lot of things are coming up because people are talking about, of course, he's going to start doing his rallies again. He's going to start doing, I can't wait. Uh, president Trump, I make a personal request that you make five stops in Texas so that you at least cover somewhere in my vicinity. And if you're here, I will be at all five of them. And I think that will be something to see. Maybe I'll be able to get in on a press credential. We'll see. One could only hope, right? Okay, let's go back to that because, of course, Trump leads at the C report. And so we're going to go ahead and cover some of his statements. I don't have them on screen for you today, but I do have them in my notes. Uh, first of all, he was congratulating Frank Earthorn or Ethorn for being reelected as chairman of the Republican Party of Wyoming. So congratulations to you, Mr. Ethorn. Apparently he has worked with you according to a statement. I didn't take it all down, but you know, there it is for you. And then he had another statement um, in case you missed it. Okay, guys, because I tell you, even though I used to work for a company that was based on nothing but acronyms, I, I'm still terrible about catching up to some people couldn't believe that I didn't know what GTSY meant. I really didn't. I was like, what the heck does that mean? I was like, get C? I don't know. So anyways, I figured out what that meant. I didn't know what ICYM I meant for the longest time. It means in case you missed it, stop being so uh, vernacularly savvy, President Trump. No, just kidding. Keep going with it. Keep yourself young. It must be. It must be. Uh, it must be your beloved wife that keeps you young, sir, because that's what worked for me in the past. Anyways, so um, uh, President Trump released a statement that said, "I see why am I Joe Biden's imperiled economy." which is another reason why I decided to play those gaps at the head of the show. But it says Joe Biden, having already presided on the worst economic recovery since World War II as Barack Obama's vice president, could oversee one even worse. Oh, so what he's trying to say is Joe Biden's got the credentials <laughs> to make an even worse economy. Biden came into office with every economic feature in his favor. He had manufacturing, he had tariffs, he had all of this stuff working for him. He had the Federal Reserve pulled back into the Treasury. I mean, come on. Like, how could you have a bubble when the Fed can't even control uh, the interest rates of our country, right? So anyway, so he had everything set up in his favor. Now let's see what the rest of this, uh, this uh, statement from President Trump says. Thanks to Operation Warp Speed, his White House inherited the most remarkable vaccine production process in history because the coronavirus recession was created by preventative lockdowns and demand shocks. Not underlying failures of the economy, the country seemed keen to roar back into our pre-pandemic prosperity of unusually tight labor markets and steady natural wage growth of our early 2020. Love Donald Trump or hate him, there is no denying that he oversaw the obliteration of our former conception of what constituted full employment. Huh. Well, I mean, if he means by our former conception of what constituted full employment, he must mean how we're all full employed living on the government dole in this pandemic shandemic crisis. 
That is that Joe Biden's new normal? Apparently so. He wants you to be dependent on the government dole. And I tell you, they couldn't force us onto the government dole through welfare and through breaking up the family and through uh, um, high interest rates on the money that the freaking Federal Reserve uh, um, lent to us for us to only pay back. You know, so since 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 the shadow government, the deep state were not successful in that regard, they had to go ahead and uh, put us all in a shamdemic so we'd all be dependent on the government dole because we couldn't go to work. We couldn't step outside of our homes. They forced it on us. I do not consent. And apparently they were not listening because they did it to us anyways. <sighs> well, guys, we are strong and we will press on. And that's just the way it goes because there's no stopping this storm once it gets rolling. And guys, it's rolling. All right, let's move along to Arizona because we already had the uh, Maricopa County Board of I was going to use a bad word Board of Poopers, <laughs> the Board of Supervisors. <clears throat> we already had them on, um, on, on, and we already saw what that was like. They're all afraid. They're all scared. They're, they're basically running for cover. So let's go ahead and talk about Arizona because a lot of stuff has happened since then, but you don't got to take my word for it. Let's go ahead and give a listen to Dr. Kelly Ward as she gives us an update. Now this update was hot on the heels of what we just saw, um, which was that, um, which was that uh, uh, um, uh, surprise meeting. It was their urgent meeting. But anyways, let's hear what Dr. Kelly Ward has to say as she gives us an update. She gave us two on the same day, but we're just going to hear the one which happened after this Board of Supervisors emergency meeting. Emergency! Hello, everyone. Welcome to America's Audit Update from the Republican Party of Arizona. I am your chairwoman, Dr. Kelly Ward. And yes, this is our second update today. We could not put this off until tomorrow. The public has got to know what's happening. We have just witnessed a political circus unparalleled in the history of Arizona, in my opinion. A small group of elected officials from Maricopa County who view themselves as above the law, above review, above reproach, just held a press conference in really a circle the wagon effort to protect their backsides while at the same time launching a broadside attack against the Arizona Senate, against Arizona voters, against the Republican Party, against individual Arizona legislatures, and basically against anyone who disagrees with them. In the guise of protecting the election officials of Maricopa County from unfair attack, which has never happened ever, their real motivation could not be more clear. Stop attacking them. Stop questioning their work. And above all, stop the audit. After all, don't you realize that what Dominion and the election office staff put in front of them looked just fine? Of course, our concerns from the very beginning step, stem from what was not put in front of them and may have even been kept from them. They want us to turn down the heat on them in regards to auditing the election so they can focus on what's important, according to Supervisor Gates. 
Supervisor Chukri said, the board has too much to do, too much to do to concentrate on what the people are crying out for. And in case you missed it, like Steve and like Bill seem to have done, election integrity is what we are crying out for. It's what we want. Supervisor Hickman basically said he'd rather be back on his egg farm. Democrat Gallardo chortled, he chortled with joy that his GOP comrades on the board are joining him in attacking Senate President Fan and the voters who want answers to their questions. And finally, Chairman Jack Sellers said he and the rest of them are going to ignore legislative inquiries and subpoenas. In other words, they'll all be willingly and will in contempt of the Arizona Senate's authority. Now, let me just ask you a couple of questions that many of us have been asking. Number one, who gives the authority to a handful of local elected officials to decide on their own what is good for the voters and what is not good? Number two, who gives these local officials the right to challenge the constitutional authority of the Arizona Senate and of the Arizona courts, which have from the very beginning upheld the right of the Arizona State Senate to proceed with this audit as it sees fit. <sighs> Number three, they say they want to cooperate with the Arizona State Senate and they want to keep politics out of the mix. Well, if you actually listen to the press conference, there was no talk, zero talk of cooperation and a whole lot of political attacks pointing up fingers and dodging of responsibilities and a bunch of holier than thou elitists preaching to worried voters about what they should and should not be concerned with. Did you hear any answers to the very concerning questions that were asked by Senator Fan? I certainly didn't. Number four, why? Why would the sheriff of Maricopa County enter the fray as a member of law enforcement in uniform, in uniform, not as an individual, to attack the validity of an Arizona court approved audit being conducted by duly elected members of the Arizona Senate? It really calls into question not only his judgment, but his independence as a law enforcement officer. <laughs> his rant against political theater is really the height of hypocrisy when he just engaged in a press conference that was nothing, nothing but political theater. He even admitted, he admitted he has limited knowledge of the election process and he could not answer a reporter's question as to how his officers would be in danger, how they could be endangered in regard to digital routers that the courts have ordered the county to turn over to the Arizona Senate, an order which they have contemptuously ignored. Number five, why do these local officials think that they alone are acting in good faith, while at the same time questioning the motives and the character of those who disagree with them? And people who disagree with them are individuals elected to local, state, and federal office who represent Arizona constituencies with real uncertainty about the integrity of our elections. It is clear, crystal clear, that members of the Maricopa Board of Supervisors, Sheriff Paul Penzone, Recorder Stephen Richard, and others 
will not be attending the scheduled meeting tomorrow on Tuesday as requested by the Arizona State Senate. Every single individual who spoke at this press conference has made it very clear that they will not entertain questions from any individual or organization that questions their work or their motivations. In their eyes, they are indeed above reproach. The Arizona and they State. will boldly tell you that if you dare to challenge their perfection. Now, in spite of their political shell game, this audit will not end until it is indeed completed. And we have the questions we've been asking answered. We've never, we, we have never predicted or attempted to undermine whatever the outcome is of this full forensic audit as these elected officials have from the very beginning. We just want the audit to continue we want to have our questions answered and we want to have our confidence in our elections restored. Isn't that what we all should want? Now, I thank you for tuning in again today for the second time and for bringing the heat to drain the swamp. Please share this update because you know the mainstream media won't. And I know I'll see you at our next update. Have a great night. All right, that is our dear Dr. Kelly Ward bringing us an update from Arizona. And you can see she was definitely fired up. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on over there. And it's, I mean, even though they're on a break right now, they're on a recess, that um, they, uh, they are still... <laughs> They are still pushing this. And, and it's, I think and it's only going to be until the 24th. Like they'll be on recess through the 24th. So this way they could have their graduation, which to me, that is actually also kind of questionable. I mean, think about it. They have lockdowns everywhere and they don't let kids go to school. But yet somehow they still manage to allow them to have a graduation, you know, it is what it is, I guess you could say. But we've been also following the Gateway Pundit on this because the Gateway Pundit has been on top of this audit from the jump. Like, I think a lot of the other news networks out there are finally taking their cues from the Gateway Pundit. And hats off to them because they have their people on the ground there. I would love to be on the ground there in Arizona. I think this is like groundbreaking stuff. You know, and because because the way this goes, even though we have Wisconsin in the works, we have Michigan in the works, we have Georgia in the works and we have um, we have uh, New Hampshire in the works. Whatever happens in Arizona is just going to open up Pandora's jar and it's going to uh, just be really bad times for the people who are. And that's why you see these people squirming right now. Like we're going to we're going to also we're also going to look at the press conference that they had in just a bit. And you're going to see these peeps. They're squirming like they are squirming. They're scared. They're scared. And they should be now uh, as evidence. Also, you have them saying that, oh, they will answer questions or they won't answer questions or they're not afraid or whatever. But what did we see? We saw Secretary of State, lesbian hedgehog hair, Katie Hobbs running away from the press. 
right? Running, literally running away. And, and I'm starting to believe that these masks are covered for nitrogen breathers for them because they've got to be aliens or demons or something like that. And that's why they need them, right? Because maybe our vibes and our energy was just so high that they could not exist on this plane without needing that type of uh, oxygen for them, which is not oxygen. But anyways, it's, it's methane. These people breathe methane, I'm sure. They smell their own farts. Okay, so then also we had here, um, now not only do we have Katie Hobbs running away from the press, we also have none other than Sheriff Penzone, whom I pronounced Penzoni for the first few times that I, I, I read his name. But Sheriff Penzone, the man who's paid $2 million for his campaign to win the sheriffhood there in Maricopa County by George Soros himself. Um, we have Sheriff Penzone, who's also on footage, on, on camera, not running away so much as just looking like a weak little man as uh, the Gateway Pundit again with their only... And who else is there on the ground that's covering this? We have the Gateway Pundit there on the ground. We need more people there in Arizona to go up and question these people. Um, we had the Gateway Pundit there uh, whenever they were meeting for this... Whenever they were adjourning for this meeting, the uh, the reporter there, I'm sorry I didn't take down his name, but he he was also... Um, not allowed into the court building, not allowed into into the building where they're having this uh, this county meeting. Because uh, if you go to the Gateway Pundit, you can go ahead and see all of this. They have all the footage there. I'm not going to show it here on the C report, but they have footage of the Gateway Pundit reporter not being allowed access. Uh, you know, trying to get information from the sheriff, from the deputies, from the guards who are there, um, being denied entrance, the press being denied entrance, because apparently you have to be on a VIP list. What is this? The Washington correspondence room? You have to be on a VIP correspondence list in order to get into these meetings. And it's a public meeting. It's a meeting that's held for the public. And if you can have a thousand children going to graduate, God bless their souls, because they deserve it, I'm sure, to cross that stage. Why can't you allow one extra person into this county meeting to cover what is an open and public meeting? It makes no sense. And I'm telling you guys, if Chewbacca lives on Endor with the Ewoks and that doesn't make sense, this makes no sense and you have to let him in. But they didn't. OK, and so um, and in this case, we also had him confronting Sheriff Pinzone, the reporter from the Gateway Pundit. And, you know, the sheriff was very casual in his walk. He was on his phone, probably texting at whoever it is that's in charge of him and being like, I got this guy on my butt. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm Sheriff Pinzone. You didn't pay me enough money to deal with this. And um, and and, you know, he's asking him questions like, uh, uh, why don't you support an audit, you know, and stuff like that. And and basically all Sheriff Penzone had to say was, I can't answer any of your questions because they're not framed in anything that is even remotely accurate. And yet here we have evidence of the passwords not being given to Maricopa County. Someone's lying there. It's either Dominion or it's the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I want to say the SHIT word. Anyways, it's the it's either it's one or the other, right? That's happening there. And one of them's lying. But here you have Sheriff Penzone saying none of this is even founded in accuracy or realness or real. What reality tunnel are you living in, Sheriff Penzone? What fake timeline do you reside in? I don't know. But anyways, he tells the guy from the Gateway Pundit to make an appointment and he drives off in his little armored vehicle. Um, but yeah, like I said, Gateway Pundit was not allowed in. We have the uh, carnival happening next door. And guess what we have now, guys? I'm giving you a fair warning. We're going to have some footage from the enemy 
coming up right now. Ugh, it's Mr. Fancy Pants himself. Uh, actually, I should wait to see if there's going to be a commercial because, you know, they'll sneak in their commercials if they can. OK, there's not a commercial. All right. Let's go ahead and watch Falling Apart to Anderson Cooper um, as he talks about the Arizona audit. Now, the only reason why we're playing this is because I want you guys to see how the enemy is starting to finally spin this. They're in they're in panic mode when you got when you got when you got a uh, crack pipe, crack pipe Cooper talking on television about this with his beady little blue eyes and his uh, his um, his CIA operative hair and his I came from the Vanderbilt's womb mouth talking, you know that they are worried. And and don't and also get ready for this because our favorite correspondent, Trisha Takanawa, is also in this episode where you can't believe the audit that's going on here. It's like nothing you've seen. Let's give a listen to the enemy. Just uh, let's just humor them for a little bit. Who actually won? A private company called Cyber Ninjas is far from the finish line in counting or saying they're counting more than two million votes cast in Maricopa. They're like what halfway there? No, the counting. The workers it has hired have to stop tomorrow because of a number of high school graduations which were scheduled for the building where the count is being held. And the review was orchestrated by Republicans in the Arizona State Senate amid wild conspiracy theories involving ultraviolet light and even bamboo. Sinan's Kim Law has been covering the saga since the beginning and was finally allowed inside. We are getting the first look ourselves. Hey, good morning. At the next act in the replay of the big lie. The, the 2020 election was stolen. So this is the press box. And that's the floor. The counting floor of yet another tally of the nearly 2.1 million ballots in Maricopa County. From a distance, and they're keeping reporters so far away that I have to use binoculars to see. It looks like a ballot review, but look harder. And the ballots are on a lazy Susan, zooming by ballot counters. This guy in a cowboy hat, walking around with what appears to be some type of cell phone jammer. And then there's this light machine with multiple cameras. Two of the three matching. Ken Bennett, hired by the Republican-controlled Arizona Senate to help run this ballot review, explains why they're using it. Some microscopic cameras can zoom in on certain parts of the ballot to make sure that where the ovals were filled in, there's a depression instead of the ovals being filled in by a Xerox machine. Is there a concern uh, that ballots were Xeroxed? Uh, there, there's always concern that uh, we want to make sure that every ballot came from a, an eligible registered voter in Maricopa County, as opposed to somebody trying to introduce unauthorized ballots. That's a conspiracy theory that ballots were somehow snuck in leading to Donald Trump's defeat in the state last year. These types of lies resonated with ballot counters like Eloise Flag. I hope that we can can come to a point where we're happy with the results and the truth is told. We talked to her as workers arrived outside the Coliseum to count ballots. Their cars covered with bumper stickers supporting Trump and logos for conspiracy websites. Do you think that Donald Trump won Arizona? Yes, I do. I think that Donald Trump won the election. Firm believer. No, thank you. These workers didn't want to talk unless... I would like to hear you guys talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. They kind of made a sign of non-disclosure. Workers were told to not tell the public anything. Remember the guy in the cowboy hat? He jumped in to tell this worker to ignore us. He works for Cyber Ninjas, the tech company hired by Arizona Senate Republicans to conduct this third ballot review. 
or as Lisa Shackett calls it, it was complete theater with no training. Shackett got hired for two days. Here she is on the floor as an observer. She's retired, a Democrat, and worried about lack of training or consistent protocol with ballots. The effort here is to uncover a, a fraud, and if they can't uncover it, then they're going to create the fraud. From the counting process, it is not a normal um, recount process. Um, it is definitely not an audit process. Ryan Macias is an expert in election technology. He's on the floor, brought in by the Arizona Secretary of State to observe Cyber Ninja's ballot count. He's a registered independent and has been hired by both Republicans and Democrats to help safeguard dozens upon dozens of state and federal elections. I mean, th there's ballots, um, there's uh, people counting, but the process in which they are utilizing, at least on the counting floor, is nothing that is in an election uh, environment. A show that the Maricopa County Sheriff does not want to be a part of. To be reckless and to give away something of this capacity into the hands of a complete stranger is not going to happen while I'm the sheriff. Why is the sheriff involved? Another conspiracy this audit is chasing. The cyber ninjas want county routers to see if hackers rigged the election. Sheriff Penzone refuses to hand over the router, saying the entire county's electronic security and law enforcement technology is at stake. And when you have individuals who assume a conspiracy and then try to create the reality behind it, it's extremely dangerous. Is that what's happening here? Do you that is what's happening here. You know, there's assumptions without any factual information to justify that. And this bizarre ride is far from over. In just a couple of hours, the ballot counting is going to pause because there are high school graduations next week. So they got to give up the space in the Coliseum. And so those 2.1 million ballots, they're going to travel outside that Coliseum past what I'm standing in front of, which is the Crazy Times Carnival. It runs through Saturday. The move is going to happen tomorrow morning. And they're going to head to that green building, the Cyber Ninjas Arizona Republicans, as the Senate Republicans say, that that building is temperature controlled, 24 hours monitored with security. But here's a couple of issues, Anderson. The wall closest to the carnival has, as it's being used by carnival goers, it's public toilets, and the state fairgrounds does not recommend use of that building right now because of summer heat. And we're talking about paper ballots. Anderson? How long is the Crazy Time Carnival open, by the way? Do you know? Uh, another 48 hours. So oh, I, I believe wow. tickets are on sale if you'd like. Um, well, I'll, I'll try to rush down. Uh, crazy Times. Ken Law, appreciate it. Thanks very much. As her uh, story pointed out, what's happening in Arizona is a direct result of the former president's big lie that the election was somehow stolen. And that lie has rippled across the country, especially in states led by Republicans, which have enacted a series of new laws aimed at the restricting of voting in upcoming elections. Joining me now is former Georgia State Representative Stacey Abrams, founder of a group called Fair Fight and the author of a brand new novel, While Justice Sleeps. Representative Abrams, I, I want to ask you about your new book in a moment, but, but just first on the news, given all your work on voting rights, when you see this so-called audit in Arizona with cell phone jammers and UV lights and conspiracy theories about bamboo ballots brought in from Asia, what is happening there? It's a continuation of the big lie. Bamboo ballots? Okay, I think they made that one up because I have not heard anything about bamboo ballots. Okay, all thanks for hanging in there. I know that was painful. I know, I know it was painful. It's not fun to watch those yahoos uh, spitting their lies and spitting their ways. But there you go. They're busting out their big communist news network. Uh, 
uh, to go ahead and figure out what's going on, trying to telegraph what they're going to do next, trying to get all of their henchmen on, because obviously, if it's on the big screen, they're most definitely going to be worrying about it. Um, so yeah, so they, they want to get people to run on this, is what's going on. Now, um, you might have seen that weird goblin-looking guy, the Morlock guy, um, that Ryan Macias. Now, he's the guy that was previously uh, ejected from the floor because he said he was press and then he ended up not being press. And then Katie Hobbs, you know, the Sonic the Hedgehog haired lesbian woman. I don't know if she's a lesbian guy, but that's just what it reminds me of. Um, she was, she hired him. So now he's in his proper pink shirt, like he should be. So everyone knows that he's there as one of Katie Hobbs's goons. It makes sense that it would be a pink shirt. He should be wearing a pink hat and bleeding from every or no, just kidding. That's just, that's just mean to say, uh, maybe there's only one that he should be bleeding from, but anyways. Okay. So here you have that going on. Now, that wasn't the only thing that was happening, of course. Uh, um, uh, CNN had to do their hit piece, of course, and they had to go into that. Uh, so this way that, that it could be known that this is what is going on over there. Uh, what else do we have going on? So apparently after the Senate, uh, after the Maricopa County Board of supervisors decided to go ahead and move along with uh, this emergency meeting. And then they had their press conference because this, this meeting that was supposed to happen at the Senate was supposed to be today. Now, um, as I was working on a whole bunch of things prior to this, I will catch up with you guys. I mean, uh, from what it sounds like when we get to the press conference that they held, they didn't go. Like you'll see, they didn't go. So that's where we're going to pick up with that. But first, what did these guys do? They did their typical um, leaking to the press thing. Like they always leak their stuff out to the press first to get ahead of the story, right? So this way the press can start their spin machine. Uh, so allegedly they sent uh, uh, Senate President uh, Karen Fan this letter. Um, now, apparently this was a 13-page letter, but we only have images of this here from that letter. Uh, basically, I'll read from these. Well, I'll read from this point up here. As county elected officials, we come from different political parties, but we stand united together to defend the Constitution and the Republic in our opposition to the big lie, even though they are the big liars themselves, right? It says, we... We ask everyone to join us in standing for truth. The November 3rd, 2020 general election was free and fair and conducted by the elections department with integrity and honor. Of course, they can keep saying that lie, but uh, it doesn't mean anything really because after all, they are the liars. Okay. Regardless of your intentions, when you decided to subpoena our equipment and ballots, this cannot really be what you envisioned. Okay. So, all right. They're doing a forensic audit, y'all. Like you guys know this. When I, I'm talking to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. They are doing a forensic audit. So regardless of what you think, in order to product, conduct an audit with integrity, they have to do all of these things. Now, it's like that Macias guy, that little goblin guy that's there with Katie Hobbs, like as her henchman. He was like an election expert. Okay, sure. And he's like, they're doing things here that they've never done to audit an election. Well, guess what, guy? It's because maybe, quite possibly, 
There are a whole other things that go into a forensic audit than just counting the ballots or just, you know, running numbers through a machine. Like they have to do a lot more than that. They're, it's forensic, which means they're going to be looking at the DNA of the paper if they have to. Right. So anyways, why wouldn't they just turn over the stuff if, if they weren't, uh, you know, afraid of being found out to be liars? Right. It says here, you, Senate President Fan, are the only one with the power to immediately end it. We implore you to recognize the obvious truth. Your auditors are in way over their heads. They do not have the experience necessary to conduct an audit of an election. They do not know the laws, nor the procedures, nor the best practices. To which all I have to say is, don't you think that maybe, you know, you have a former SOS there, you know, you have Karen Fan, you have, uh, you have a doctor, um, Kelly, uh, Kelly, you know, her face. Oh, I'm sorry to sound like Biden. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, forgive me guys, but you have Kelly Ward, you have her there, you know, the, what makes you think that they don't, they, they can't ask those questions of these people who have been involved on this, in this level. And then you have people like, you know, uh, Fat Cooper over there and his, his Trisha Takanala correspondent, like just saying things like they don't even know what they're doing. You know, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, and, and yet we're expected to believe that the people over at the communist news network are the true election, uh, election, um, um, experts here. Um, it's ridiculous. Like, why do they expect us to believe that their word is law? Is it because they've been the trusted news network for so long? Uh, guys, it's just, you guys know how ridiculous it is. Ridiculous it is. I know how ridiculous it is. It's just plain old ridiculous. Okay, let's finish up this, uh, this cry for help, this plea from these people. Um, they do not know the laws, nor the procedures, nor the best practices. It is inevitable that they will arrive at questionable conclusions. And, you know, I hate to, I, I don't like to stop it again, but again, that's what they were aiming for. They were aiming for these people having questionable conclusions. Like, like they were aiming for these people to be misguided. They were, they were already painting the story ahead of this entire thing here. It is time to end this, it says, for the good of the Senate, for the good of the country, and for the good of the democratic institutions that define us as Americans. Now, that last line right there to me is doublespeak, because you have to ask, what democratic institutions are you talking about? Because you know when you hear people like Barack Obama, or Joe Biden, or Kamala Harris, or Hoods Pelosi, when you hear them talking about, we're doing it for national security, we're doing it for the safety of our government, we're doing it to preserve the American way of life, they're talking about their American way of life. They're talking about their shadow America. They're not talking about the same America that we, red-blooded, you know, um, uh, you know, American-loving people are talking about. They're not talking about our America. They're talking about their America, and they're talking to their operatives. They need to preserve their operatives' America and their own America. They're not talking about us. They are talking about them. And every time I hear that double speak, that's exactly what I think. They're talking to a different plane, a different reality, a different universe, a different timeline, a different reality tunnel, whatever you want to call it. Whomever is in their world, that's who they're talking to. They're not talking to us, and they're not talking to the 10 to 18 people who are actually fighting for us in Congress and the Senate. They're not. They're just simply, they are not. 
Anyways, guys, okay, so that was the letter. That was a piece of letter that they had supposedly sent over to Karen Fan at the Senate. She never got this letter, but the press got the letter. You know, interestingly enough, they got the telegraph, not the Arizona Senate president. She never received it. But anyways, guys, let's go ahead and take a look at this um, Senate here. Oh, Senate hearing, my bad. At this Maricopa County BOS press conference that they had. We're not going to watch all of it. We are going to watch some of it. Uh, let me see if I have it here. Uh, where did you go, Derlin? I think this is it. Okay, so this should be the press conference. Yeah, it's yeah, it's this one. And uh, we're gonna start right about here. We're gonna skip over the the nice introductions. We're gonna skip over uh, Sheriff Pinzone. We don't need to hear from him anymore. What we are gonna start with, <laughs> we're gonna start with this guy here. Not he. And, and and watch the reluctance of these people. We're only going to watch maybe about 10 minutes or so of this. This is the press conference. Watch their reluctance. Watch their body language. Listen to what they say. Look at this guy here already. Let me go and expand this. Look at this guy here already. Look at his face. Look at his hair. Like, is this a man that would instill confidence in you? Okay. No. Let, let's go ahead and play this real quick. Well, I gave my wait, wait, professional wait. remarks. You got to hear this again. You got to hear this again. Thoughtfully. He comes up and he's like, God, I don't even want to do this. Oh. <laughs> well, I gave my professional. Okay. I don't generally like to attack physical appearances, but you can tell. <laughs> This is a man who lives in denial. <laughs> when it started to go, I got a beautiful shaped scalp. I don't know about this guy. I can't tell. <laughs> remarks earlier during the formal meeting, but I'll just echo some of the things that have been said. I'm so grateful that Steve Watson, that John Allen, that Eddie Cook, that Alistair Adele, despite not having any dog in this fight, have stepped up and have been part of the county been part of team county who has said this is enough this is enough like paul I, I didn't want to get involved in this i ran to make the recorder's office boring again as jen from the arizona republic can tell you i have done my best to hide from her as dylan from the capital times can tell you i much prefer sending memes to actually sending quotes or opinions to him i have tried to stay out of it but as i told matt this weekend i said this isn't a game these are real humans. These are people who work in the county day in, day out. They work hard. They're good people. They're normal people who go home and they root for the Suns or they watch Netflix. They are not monsters and stop treating them as such. The defamatory lies need to stop. It needs to stop. We will we will do everything we can to comply with the law, but the defamatory lies that have been leaked out irresponsibly by an anonymous Twitter account without being controlled by the Senate needs to stop. These are my people. I will defend them, and I'm sorry it's come to this. Thank you so much to all, all our officials here today and uh, Standing United. Uh, we'll take some questions now. We're going to start with Dennis Welch since he was uh, the aggressive kid at the back of the classroom uh, showing, uh, raising his hand. Uh, 
So uh, thank you, Dennis. And uh, if, if you want to to ask a question of somebody uh, specifically uh, out of our, our four folks up here today, uh, please make that known when you ask your question. Thank you. Yeah, I guess this question would be for uh, Chairman Sellers. Um, you've indicated that you were willing to take the auditors or whatnot to court. Are you preparing to take them to court and sue them? And what are you preparing to take them to court for? All we want is to get back to business here at the county and do the jobs that we were elected to do. We're, we're tired of answering the same questions over and over again. And we are, we're the fastest growing county in the United States. We have a lot of work to do. We need to make a plan for our future if we're going to be a sustainable community. And so I'm, I'm just anxious for us to get back to work. So. You know, we if, if it continues, if the attacks on, on our people continue, then we will do what we have to do legally to stop it. But right now, we just want it to be over. All right, next question. Uh, Jeremy. So I think some of you had made some references to wanting to see other elected officials, other elected Republicans stand up to the big lie, as some of you have called it and a lot of other folks called it. Why do you think we're not seeing that more of that? Why do you think so few elected officials, elected Republicans really outside of this room in this state are actually willing to do that? I guess I don't really know the answer to that. It, 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 I don't understand it. Uh, you know, if, if we are going to be, if, if we as Republicans are going to be successful going into the future elections, we need to be increasing the size of our tent rather than selecting just a few people that, that agree or, or, or that we disagree with. Uh, so the division I'm seeing right now is frustrating. I, I think the only thing that, that is encouraging at all is that, but, but also discouraging is that the division isn't just in the Republican Party. It seems to be across uh, both major parties. Uh, but, you know, I, I think my primary goal would be to try to get the Republican Party back to why I became a Republican. I'm duty bound to answer this question because I went to University of Chicago twice, so I have to throw in a law and economics principle. But this is a classic first mover problem. Any Republican who has stuck his head out it's just been whacked off because they've gone out on their own. I promise you that there are Republicans in the state Senate, Republicans throughout the state who do not believe a word of this. Well, we're out here now, we've moved, and I think you're gonna see others joining and the water's warm, Governor. And as someone who's done a couple of pieces on this issue, this is near and dear to my heart, I don't know, you'd have to ask all of them. But for me, you know, I don't, I don't define myself by being a member of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I am privileged to serve in this role, but we all know that we are here for a short period of time. And I believe that this is a, a point of inflection for us as a county and as a nation. And so some people do need to step out. And I consider myself so fortunate and privileged to be serving with all these people, all these Republicans who are willing to step out and say that this must stop. And now, if we want to win an election in 2022, 
We need to talk about the future that the Republican Party sees and create a true distinction with where the Democrats are going. And I think there's a very strong case to be made, but no one is doing that because we're relitigating this election. And when people do raise their voice to say, I don't want to talk about this audit, I don't want to cheer on the audit. I want to talk about something else. Then they get attacked, as Mr. As Mr. Richard put it, by an anonymous Twitter account. This is bizarre. It is truly bizarre, and it is sad, because there was a legal question asked earlier, and I am a lawyer, and it is sad to see the representations that the Arizona Senate made to Judge Thomas. They said they wanted these ballots and this election equipment to determine if changes should be made in Arizona law relating to elections. And we recognize the authority of the legislature to do that. I have seen no indication from what's going on over there that they are focused on that. Instead, they are focused on doing a recount, first of all, which is only allowed in specific instances under Arizona law, and then to start the dominoes falling that we've seen, talk about a meme. I've seen the meme on that. So again, people are afraid, elected Republicans, I think are afraid of the next election and they can't be. They've got to stand for what is right now. Otherwise, why do they run for office in the first place? So Garrett Archer had the next question. Uh, Garrett? Yeah, so, um you are being pretty much accused in real time by the chairman of the Republican Party of uh, not giving any evidence during the uh, the meeting you just had. So just want to talk about evidence here. So the two largest things that they they pretty much accused you of is the, uh, the, the deleted databases, of course. And then, of course, the the ballots, the batch not matching uh, the batch is not matching the ballots. 200 batch supposed to be 200 ballots for a batch, and there's less than that. So can you please articulate a little bit as to what went on with those two pieces of claims that Fan's letter makes? Well, and again, uh, you know, those questions have been asked and answered, but I will let the recorder uh, elaborate on that because he is the, the person that has done the most work and most research on that. Reluctantly, again. So the, the, the ballot boxes, they don't know how to read transmission slips. We've instructed them how to read transmission slips. But when those 200 ballots come through, sometimes they're pulled out because they can't be read through the tabulators. He obviously drinks his uh, drinks with his pinky in the air. And that creates a duplicate ballot that we then put in there. So that accounts for a lot of them. We spelled this out in the letter regarding the deleted databases. You know, we, we walk that out in the letter as well, but it's just fundamentally not true. Um, all the databases are there. There has never been a deleted database. There have been delete, there have been transferred files that were not necessary to the audit. There have been transferred files that show the course of the, 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 the file being uh, duplicated over time over time. But the all of the election files that contain any election results are all still intact and the cyber ninjas have every single one of them. Uh, we got it. Uh, this is for anybody who wants to jump in and say, and I had Supervisor Gates in mind, but um, during the public meeting, I, I can't remember who said it right now, but they said, 
whether they want to admit it or not, there are people in the legislature that would like to see us behind bars. You have at least one person in the state legislature who openly said it last week, Representative Hoffman, said people get squishy or they don't have a backbone to put the Board of Supervisors or call in law enforcement and get involved and jail the Board of Supervisors. As a lifelong Republican, how does that make you feel? It is, it, it, it is so difficult for me to wrap my brain around this. The Republican Party that I'm a member of, that I've been a member of. Let's not forget that his wife is the presiding judge. And she's the one who assigned the judges to this case. And they probably should have accused themselves. Of since uh, I became a, a registered voter in the late 1980s has been about the rule of law. That's what we have stood for. That has been fundamental to all of us, the Federalist Society, everything. It's been about the rule of law. And somewhere we lost our way. And now the new phrase is the ends justify the means. Not among all Republicans, but a particular group, a particular group that is pulling the strings at the Arizona Senate right now. Uh, you know, we have comments from other ones saying they want to jail us so freaking bad. What happened? What happened? I don't understand it. I do not believe that the Board of Supervisors has been disrespectful to the Arizona Senate. We have made arguments. We wanted to go to court to make sure we weren't violating the law when we turned over the ballots. I had a meeting with Jack Sellers, with Paul Boyer, and with Karen Fan on the day of the contempt vote. That was not a secret meeting. Someone's suggesting I had a secret meeting with Paul Boyer. It didn't happen. The four of us sat in a room and we articulated that and Paul Boyer understood it. Paul Boyer wanted this audit to take place. He wanted a court to decide, but he did not want people to be jailed, people to be detained. What has happened? What has happened that, that there's this bloodthirsty culture out there? I know Karen Fan. I feel like we are kindred spirits. We both served in local government. It's not easy to be a republic, a conservative Republican in local government. But Karen Fan and I were both. I have great respect for Karen. Karen knows water issues better than anyone in this state as an elected official. And we work together on water issues in New River and Desert Hills because we both represent that area. And then what happened? I don't know, but it's not too late. It's not too late. We can step back. We can work together. But what I feel like is we have outside forces. We've got a lot of outside money. We know that 150,000 isn't enough to pay for everything that's going on out there. So where's that money coming from? We're talking about transparency. Tell us where the money is coming from. But that's my fear is that we have out- Tell us about the Zuckerbucks. Side forces that are driving all of this and we're being used as bonds. Why, why here? We have a great tradition in this state, in this county, and we have let others from the outside hijack us. I have many good friends who are Republicans in the state Senate. And I've been trying to figure out how to rebuild a relationship with those people who voted to throw me in jail. 
They say it wasn't, but that's where it was headed. We all know that. I want to work with them again, but I don't know how to start working together until we turn the heat down. The quiet kid that hides behind her notebook here, so bear with me. So you guys have said you don't want to play games. You just said you want to work together. Cyber Ninja sent you guys a detailed list of questions to answer before, like, before this audit started. You guys said, no, we're not doing that. You guys got invited to a meeting tomorrow to answer their questions. You said, no, we're not doing that. Where's the cooperation? Why don't you just put it to rest by answering them directly all the questions they have and they need to know to do this audit correctly? I think the main answer to that is because if they were professional certified auditors, they wouldn't be asking those questions. When we were delivering the materials to the Coliseum, they were asking our elections director how to do things. And as I said in my earlier statement, if they had hired qualified auditors, we wouldn't have to do on-the-job training, and that's not what we're about. If, if we felt that, that they were a group of people who were truly trying to find honest answers, then we would help. The, the, the Tuesday invitation is, is so silly. I mean, there's going to be three people there, all Republicans. It's going to be a show trial. And this looms large in my brain because 2016, Helen Purcell had to go up in front of the Senate. And all they did, they didn't ask questions of her. They just reamed her out. And as Supervisor Gallardo reminds us, there are no Democrats invited to this meeting. It's just three people handpicked to stream us in front of OAN. That's not operating in good faith. We're not, I'm not showing up to that. Again, this is a man who lives in denial. I mean, it speaks for itself, guys. Anyways, okay, I'm not going to pick it on anymore. The only reason why I can pick on him is because I already dealt with that issue and clearly I did something about it. So anyway, <laughs> so, okay, you hear what he's saying there. Like, um, they're just going to take them out in front of OAN. Uh, it's, it's not, uh, there's no Democrats involved. No Democrats wanted to get involved, Mr. Richer. Like, they tried that. You guys denied it. So this way they could have plausible deniability. There were no Democrats present. So we can say it was partisan. And, and even if things come up, you know, they can't say, they can't say anything. Anyways, ridiculousness. Ridiculousness, y'all. Like, these guys are clearly afraid for their lives you heard it yourself from uh from representative sellers uh, not sellers i'm sorry from bill gates the one who's the maricopa county board of supervisor chair or head or whatever you heard him say himself we can't be friends until they turn down the heat so what that's telling me is that yeah it probably was party politics from the jump in arizona at the house and at the senate it probably was wwf or WWE, depending on, you know, when you used to watch it. Um, and, and it probably was, you know, uh, play politics and, and wrestling kind of crap, you know, where they're doing their own things, but yet they're buddy-buddy behind the scenes. And now he's basically pleading to them, like, we're friends. Like, we used to get along. We'd have dinner together. And now you want to put me in jail? 
what's going on here? I thought we were supposed to, like, this was a show thing. Like, that's clearly what Sellers is saying. He references jail a lot. He references turning down the heat, which means kind of just put it under the rug. Kind of just brush it aside. Don't don't pay attention to it anymore. Just, just stop asking us about the routers. Stop asking us about the Dominion password. Stop asking us about the broken seals. Like, all of this is laid out right in front of them. And they can, and even that one reporter had had the you know, had the had the gall, no, not the gall. She had the moxie. That's what she had. She had the moxie to ask them where the cooperation was, and and really, that's putting them on the spot. And they're just, what can they say? You know, like they are where they are, and they put themselves in that very position, guys. So that's where we are with the Maricopa County update so far. We'll do some more updates tomorrow about the other two audits that are currently possibly in progress, including what's going on with Matthew DiPerno over there in um, in Michigan and Antrim County. But before we close out today's show, <laughs> I thought it was only appropriate that we talked about another crackhead here besides Anderson Cooper. I'm only speculating, Anderson. I don't know that as a fact. I just know there are photos floating around with you out there in vinyl. The uh, Like, anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Okay, but it's speculation. I'm not saying that you're a crackhead, Anderson Cooper. Your lips don't lie, though. Okay, so um, I was going to cover this yesterday, but I, I was caught up in, in uh, this election stuff, so I didn't get to get quite to it. So let's do a quick Hunter Biden overview story. Uh, it's not a whole lot. We'll take about five more minutes just to cover the, the you know, the most, the world's most popular junkie uh, next to, um, you know, Hunter S. Thompson and William S. Burroughs, whom I used to be big fans of. Uh, so Hunter S., uh, let's, uh, Hunter Biden, uh, let's, let's run this footage first. Let's roll this beautiful bean footage. This was uh, about a man who went to a hunter to confront him, <laughs> to confront him on, on his, uh, his, his, um, he just went to go confront Biden. Let's, let's take a listen. Is Mr. Biden there? You there? Oh, hi, Hunter. We have some questions here for you on a truck. Is that your signature, Hunter? Is that your signature? Hunter, is that your signature? My name is Phelan McAleer. I'm a journalist and filmmaker from MySonHunter.com. We're here to ask Hunter Biden the questions that journalism and journalists haven't asked him so far. Like, for example, did you lie on your gun background check? People need to know. And why aren't you being charged if you did? Why did Burisma pay you, a self-admitted addict, 80000 a month? What did they get for that? Hunter, again, talking about your father, we wanted to ask you, is this the big guy? You said in an email, cut the big guy in for 10%. Is Joe Biden the big guy? Your business partner says he is. Yes or no answer. American people need to know the truth about Burisma, about why he was hired, about who is the big guy. So let's go and see if he will answer some questions. Thanks. Hi. Yeah, we're looking to ask Mr. Biden some questions. I'm a journalist. And we have some questions on the front there as well. We're journalists. Is Mr. Biden there? Are you there? Oh, hi, Hunter. We have some questions here for you on a truck. Is that your signature, Hunter? Is that your signature? Why did, why did you run? Hunter, why did you run back? Hunter, you're, you're publicizing a book. Would you like to come out and answer some questions? Hunter? 
he's a public figure. He's, he's publicizing the book. So, uh, well, he is actually. He gave interviews. Hunter, you ran back in there. Hunter, who is the big guy? Is Joe Biden the big guy? Hunter, did you lie on your gun application form? Hunter, we have the questions here. If you can see them on the side of the truck. There you go. You saw the reaction. Santa Monica and Venice. They want journalists to ask questions. Who's the big guy? Where did the 10% go? Did Hunter Biden lie? Is that his laptop? Simple questions that need to be really asked. And uh, that's what we're going to do with our movie, My Son Hunter. That's why we're making it to get the truth out to millions of people. So please go and give what you can. Help us make the movie, mysonhunter.com. We're crowdfunding it because this story has been suppressed by big media, big tech. Big Hollywood. So you can help make it happen at mysonhunter.com. Thank you. Bye. Pretty cool, guys. My Son Hunter coming to a theater near you, apparently. Um, all right. So that's that's that was pretty fun. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, so we're just going to wrap it up with this story here. So now we know. Look, you see this here? China, so involved, so involved. You know that uh, what was it? I think his his son-in-law uh, was working with Chinese firms. Still is most likely. We know that there's a lot of stuff going on in regards to China and Biden. We know that Biden is the puppet of the Chinese masters that he serves. Um, we know all of this is coming out. Uh, and it just keeps coming to the forefront. One of the most concerning things, though, it happened was with this colonial pipeline that shut down. Now, um, what a lot of people may not be aware of, some people may be aware of, some people might be kind of savvy to, of course, is the fact that the Bidens actually owned at least half of CCP Energy Company, uh, otherwise known as the CEFC. And in fact, Hunter Biden admitted to sitting on the board of directors in an email that was released exclusively at torysays.com. So at torysays.com, they had this email. And I mean, one might wonder where people like torysays.com found this email, right? Well, I mean, they might happen to have the laptop or maybe a copy of it or maybe a remake of it in their possession. And to that end, we'll go ahead and close this out with this. It's not an exclusive to the C report, but it is most definitely something that is coming out right now. Now, this was an email that was released from Hunter Biden to uh, this Mervin and Kevin individual who also, I guess, are board members. So basically what was happening here, the skinny of what was happening is there was a lot of money that was being spent in a questionable way. So uh, Mervin and uh, Kevin decided to confront Biden, uh, Hunter Biden on it. And this is what they had to say. Uh, this is what he had to say in response to them. 
This is a, an admission of ownership right here. Um, it says, Mervyn and Kevin, the house of Sweden is my DC office space. It will be reimbursed. As for a CEFC accountant going over my expense report, I will personally sue you, Kevin, and the accountant if you forward my expense report to them. I'm sorry to be so direct, but for the final time, I am not in business with CEFC. I have never been a partner with nor an affiliate of CEFC. I am amazed that my fellow board members do not see the inherent conflict such an arrangement, if true, would create for the chairman and Mervyn and Kevin and Jackie personally. Under U.S. law, if the chairman and equity holder of a corporation partnered with a United States LLC, OWASCO in this case, through ownership of his wholly owned United States LLC, Hudson West in that case, was in reality and practice using CEFC employees and money to operate a privately held company, there would be an enormous conflict of interest. I wonder why he has to point that out. Hmm. The notion that you and Kevin and Jackie are insisting, and he spelled Jackie's name wrong twice, uh, and, and by that I mean he spelled it differently from one to the other, are insisting that he must have been high, uh, are insisting that uh, such an illegal scheme is in fact your understanding of how this company is organized. Well, then I would say in light of the ongoing investigations, you should not be surprised by warrant being issued related to this. So again, you know, these people, when they're running scared or when they know they're wrong or when they're caught in a lie, they always try to use lawfare to scare other people's away. But guess what? Truth is stronger than lawfare. And so let's see here. That is why I'm stating unequivocally with no room for different opinions or interpretation. I am not a JV with CEFC. I am not partners with CEFC. I am not employed nor funded by CEFC. My expenses will not be reviewed by any CFC employee. The president of CFC has no right, reason, or nor ability to terminate HW3. And then, and then, and then here's the kicker. He, he's not employed by them, but the, what is he? I am the managing director of CEFC. <laughs> okay, you're not employed by them. You just happen to directly manage them. I guess that doesn't mean that you're tied to their money in any way. Right, Mr. Hunter Biden? Uh, apparently, he is the world's most, uh, how do you say, most functioning crackhead, apparently. Hats off to you, guy. If you know how to party hard and to play business hard, I can't take that away from you. It's just like Beyonce. She's got a great singing voice. Not, but the bit, the girl knows how to sing. Can't take her talent away, regardless of what shenanigans she's involved in, and, you know, with the, the children and stuff. But, you know, you can't take that away from Hunter. You might be a crackhead, but man, do you know how to run a business? All right. So he goes on to say, I am the managing director of CEFC. I have complete authority as to who I hire and who I fire. I have only employees that work for me in DC. But as the managing director of CEFC, I guess you don't have any employees either. Anyways, let's just finish off this letter. 
Reimbursement of expenses is not a matter for the board. The decision lies with the managing director alone. So apparently the board can't decide if they're going to audit his expenditures. Only the managing director can do that. And I wonder who put him in that position in the first place. I wonder why he's even involved with these companies in China. Hmm, Burisma Holdings. That kind of sounds like something I've heard of before, Mr. Hunter. I sit on the board and get paid $80,000 a month for not even knowing how to speak whatever language they speak in Ukraine. If you refuse to sign the wire, Kevin, I will seek to have you removed from the board and replace you with the board that will approve. No, just kidding. It says, for unjust extraction of equity holder rights, I am the only equity holder on the board. I will bring suit in the Chancery Court in Delaware, which, as you know, is my home state, and I am privileged to have worked with and know every judge on the Chancery Court. So now he's saying, oh, you want to play ball? We'll take it to my jurisdiction in Delaware. And guess what? I know everyone in Delaware. My daddy goes golfing with them or, you know, has pizza parties or something like that because the chairman is unavailable and his equity, according to you, has been transferred to the president in direct violation of the LLC agreement. I am certain the court will issue subpoenas for both the president and the chairman and if they refuse to comply the court will seek the to pierce the corporate veil let's not talk about piercing anything hunter least of all your veins of the cefc through any of its remaining holdings in the united states i could go on but i don't think it's necessary all expenses submitted will be reviewed for any obvious error in the moment and an accountability hired by hw3 will review any preparing hw3 taxes Thank you in advance for your cooperation. If my expenses as submitted are not wired into the Owasco account today, I will file an injunction to freeze all HW accounts at Cathay Pacific and simultaneously seek a determination of control of HW3. My fellow board members, you know, they just, I mean, they get so caught up in the heat of the moment, they don't even realize when they're, they're, they're basically incriminating himself. Now he calls him, he calls them my fellow board members. And yet he said he had nothing to do with the board. He was just the managing director. But now he's saying my fellow board members. Well, I mean, I used to work with a nonprofit in Austin, Texas. I didn't really work with them. I served on the board for a little bit. And, you know, the director of that nonprofit was also a board member. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. While your synapses might still be firing off in that crack-addled mind of yours, addled, um, it seems to be that you don't exactly cover your shoes with steel toe boots. My fellow board members, your insistence on control of my capital in my account for many company for my company is counterproductive in the extreme. Your insistence on control by an entity that has no legal connection to HW3 by contract or any verbal agreement will be the single biggest reason you will become even more entangled in issues that will swallow your careers for the next 10 years. Sincerely, R. Hunter Biden, Managing Director, Partner, partner and 50% Equity Owner 50%. Can I blow this up anymore for you guys to see so you can actually read it? Look at this. 50% equity owner sent from his iPad. How did Tory says get a hold of that? You might wonder. I don't know. They might be involved in things a lot more deeper and grander than most people this side of the border are. But that's all I got to say about that. I trust my sources and 
I trust my audience. With that said, guys, I hope you enjoyed the C report for Wednesday, May 18, 2021. Uh, and I will apologize ahead of time. For those of you who are on the Foxhole app, I accidentally uh, fudged the uh, scheduler thing. So if you were not able to recognize that we were live at this time or enjoy yourselves in the chat room, don't worry. I'll be back tomorrow with a lot more news, a lot more headline headlines and a lot more things to share with you all. Thank you for joining me today. I told you if my tie ever gets as crooked as Biden's to let me know. But you know what? It's my fault this time. <laughs> all right, guys, have a great evening. We'll see you again tomorrow here at the Sea Report at 4 p.m. Texas time, 5 p.m. Trump time. Don't miss us. We will be live. <laughs>